0: Aloha creative people! Welcome to a knit with me story podcast. We don't just hear a story on this podcast. We get all the details to knit our project right along with our main character. Whether you've been knitting for years or you're casting on for the first time, you'll find something inside this podcast to fire up your creative energy. I'm Melissa, your podcast host, reader and writer of these stories, designer of the knitting patterns. I really am so glad you are here. If this is your first time listening, welcome. But I need to guide you to the better spot for you to join in. Head over to the podcast titled Welcome, which is episode one. A knit with me story podcast develops a bit more each episode with both the story and the knitting pattern. Start there and you'll be caught up here in no time fast. Those of you who are returning friends, I'm so glad you're back. This is episode four, chapter two of Ebby's Cozy, which is followed by From Ebby's Journal, where our main character shares a few thoughts about the pattern she is working on. In today's episode, we will get to know Abby and meet a few other folks, as well as start constructing our sweater hem. Yay! If you want to read along either the story or the pattern, visit the Encourage Better website at encouragebetter.com. Look for the podcast segment And simply click on episode four in order to easily access everything you might need. It's worth mentioning that you can actually subscribe to be updated by newsletter for each of those posts. Or you can simply subscribe directly to the podcast. I'd like to take just another moment to thank you for being part of this strange idea of mine I appreciate you being a willing participant as well as a listener. Connect with me on the website by sharing your thoughts in the comment area to this episode. If you find yourself eagerly awaiting each new podcast, would you consider taking just a moment to leave a review? If there are ways you think I could improve your experience here, be sure to email me. You might suggest something I haven't noticed needs correcting, or didn't even know I could do a different way. Now, on to today's chapter. Chapter 2 The deep bowl Miss Holmgren had loaned Ebby was generously sized and perfect for soaking her knitted square. The sweet B&B owner had made the glazed pottery herself, and was happy to take it off a shelf in her kitchen to put it to good use. I never took up knitting, though so many of the girls in my day did. I worked at well enough to help patch my dad's socks, but my hands wanted to be dirty, so gardening alongside my mother became my calling. She smiled as she passed the bowl over to Ebby, happy moments gently drawing her back to a different sun-filled place not the warm kitchen where she stood now, leaning with her hip against the counter. As ebby took it, she looked at Miss Holmgren's hands. Long, dark fingers were elegant, muscular, confident hands unafraid of work. A small chuckle, almost to herself. <laughs> I remember whispering to the blades of grass how sorry I was that I had to pull them. It didn't feel right uprooting them when they hadn't done anything more than show up at the wrong place at the wrong time. I would dig and plant with her in the morning. Afternoons, my father would put a stick in one of my hands and a pocket knife in the other. I'd whittle with him as we swung beneath our shady pecan trees in a swing he built. Her eyes glanced at the bowl with a different look, one not seeing the here and now, but cherished moments of the past. The two of them always talked about making pots or dishes. They thought that pottery was an interesting thing to take up. They passed away, having never tried it. Years later, I took the class. I didn't go because I wanted to learn. I went because I missed them. Her eyes met Abby's. It's a special feeling when you make things that give more than just the satisfaction of the finished work. Ebby nodded. She knew that feeling, too. Are you sure this isn't too special for me to use just to soak something in? She held the large bowl close to her chest, feeling protective. Shaking her head of soft curls, Miss Holmgren answered, Letting you use it gives me the chance to have a bit of fun remembering... It will be big enough for that thing you are holding, a nod to the dangling swatch, also in Ebby's hand. But it'll still fit on the sitting room table in your rooms. Well, thank you, Miss Holmgren. I'm going to let this thing have a little bath so I can figure out if I'm ready to start my sweater. And back up the stairs to her suite, Ebby went, bowl and swatch in hand. That little block of yarn divided most knitters into two camps always knit a gauge swatch, or never knit those things. But Ebby relied on it. She found she enjoyed and benefited from the preparation. It had corrected her course a few times, directing needle choice, but also served as a testing ground for practicing a new stitch. With quite a few patterns, her swatch had been handy later, when she thought something looked too small. Trust the swatch, she reminded herself. And here's one thing I am a success with on this trip, she pronounced, as the numbers from the swatch, stitches, and rows matched up perfectly with what the pattern called for. The alternating knits and purls and purls and knits created a nubby texture. Her hand brushed over them lightly. Her mind somewhere else. The brass plate on the door had been polished by many a creative soul entering in before Ebby and was now shiny and smooth. A series of gentle bells sounded, tiny and soft, like welcome rain you pray for while lying in bed when the dry heat of summer is just too much. She smiled, remembering those childhood summer nights. You could never be still enough to hide from the heat. She and her sister wouldn't speak, but they shared the same thought, the same plea, the same prayer. Send the rain, please send the rain. And when the sound of it on the roof finally came, they dared not speak or move for fear of scaring it away. That sound meant hope. It was indeed the perfect sound for entering this yarn shop. Bamboo stalks, dry and golden, stretched down from the ceiling to meet black shelves, the sides of which looked as if they had once stood guard as ornate fences protecting a well-loved garden. Ebby imagined blue and purple hydrangea teasing their way between these iron scroll spaces so many years ago. Now the curving swirls and decorative twists had bursts of colored yarn peeking through. Standing just inside the wood and glass double doors, Ebby looked at the long room. So many textures, unexpected furniture, and knickknacks. She began to wonder if it was an antique thrift store with yarn accents. It wasn't messy or cluttered. Somehow, the menagerie of furnishings artistically worked, and drew Abby slowly forward. Her eyes focused, and the fiber was everywhere. She stepped past a wheelbarrow? Yes, it was. Red painted metal, now faded and smooth, was heaped full of tweedy yarns, brown, black, and golden. She continued moving. An old washstand beside her, where a gleaming white porcelain pitcher wasn't filled with water, but an assortment of wooden knitting needles. I'll be right with you, a cheerful but muffled greeting came from behind a massive wooden desk that Ebby was sure her fourth-grade teacher had once used. On top of it were jars, tall, short, wide, thin, holding varying-sized bits of yarn, buttons, and was that sea glass? She moved a bit closer to see. Welcome, up stood a woman, dusting off green linen overalls. She appeared so suddenly from behind the desk, it surprised Abby just a little bit. The woman wore a cardigan, cropped in gray, and knit from the gentlest fuzzy mohair Abby had ever seen. Hopeful brown eyes blinked above the most sincere smile. The smile was real and warm and kind. Ebby found it hard not to try smiling back, despite the tightness growing in her throat. The woman asked, So, are you here for a certain yarn or in need of a distraction? Ebby started to cry. Walking towards the front door, the woman uncapped the dry erase marker hanging from a colorful strand of yarn. She wrote, back at one fifteen on the board, and turned it so passers-by could see. A distraction it is, she said, and twisted the lock before turning back to Ebby. From Ebby's Journal I went back and forth, trying to commit to a cast-on style. The pattern calls for tubular cast-on. So off I went to find the YouTube tutorial that's been so helpful in the past to me. I seem to need a reminder each time I try this method. You'd think since I've done this cast-on over and over for hats and sweaters, I would have it down, but I don't. Truth be told, the tubular cast-on is quite lovely, but I did the swatch Using a long tail cast on, and it works fine. I suppose I will have to see how easy casting on 87 stitches using the tubular will be. Update! I made it through the tubular cast on without too many issues. I just had to go slow and steady, especially working the first row. But I stand firm by my earlier assessment that the long tail is a fine alternative. Worked the hem as follows. Row one, right side. Knit one, repeat, purl one, knit one, to end. Row two, purl one, repeat, knit one, purl one, to end. Repeated rows one and two, six total times, 12 rows. I love the way Osprey feels as I work. The thick yarn has a gentle strength to it that gives softly between my fingers and needles. Even in a simple one-by-one rib, it looks amazing. I am really looking forward to wearing this sweater. Go needles, go. Thanks for being here. The Knit With Me Story podcast can't do your knitting for you, but it can enliven the way you plug into a pattern. Now, Before you go, I wanted to share something from the comment section over on the podcast blog. This comes from a dear reader and participant, Shannon. She says, Hi Mel, love the idea of story and knitting project. However, I cannot find the pattern anywhere. Is it on the website somewhere? And I've just missed it. This is a great question. I wanted to address the way the pattern will come out. First, let me read to you what I shared with her. Hi, Shannon. I'm glad you're digging this idea. It is quite a lot of fun. The sweater pattern releases as the story goes until we get through all the chapters. Once we finish that way, the whole thing will be compiled in the final PDF update in that post. Right now, if you start with listening to or reading the introduction post, you get an overview of materials needed. Chapter one shares the gauge info. When I release chapter two, which is this one, listeners, the pattern PDF will be available. It will include the materials needed, gauge info, and casting on and first steps. As the story progresses, the pattern updates progress and reflects that. If you want the pattern in one big update, It will be available that way April 1st. So you're gonna have to wait just a little while. Now, I'd like to point out how helpful and useful this comment could be to someone else who is searching. So I wanted to say thanks for posting this question, Shannon, and allowing me the opportunity to answer it. If you have questions, I really do encourage you to do the same head over to the podcast posting area and in the comments, ask away. You might be asking something that someone else needs to know the answer to. And you might have already answered their question. So each time an episode airs, the pattern PDF will be updated to reflect the new pieces and the work that you do to advance your sweater I hope you're enjoying it this way, and I hope you feel a real, true sense of accomplishment. Thanks again for joining me. I'm already looking forward to our next episode together. And until then, remember, you were created to create, and you are so valuable to the world.